You're listening to the Put On Waivers Podcast with your host, Dwayne Douglas, on the POW Sports Podcast Network. So whether it's the NBA, NFL, Major League Baseball, or even hockey, nah, forget about hockey. Now for the best in sports talk, come along for the ride with the Put On Waivers Podcast. Here's your host, Dwayne Douglas. Welcome, everybody, to the Put On Waivers podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Douglas. I'm joined by James Amato and Mike Rolando. You can hit us up on Twitter at Put On Waivers and at Raiders Today. And on Instagram at Raiders Today, the number one. That's Raiders Today 1 on Instagram. Check out our stories on the Raiders and all of sports on RaidersToday.com and PutOnWaivers.com as well. Our title sponsor for our program, we want to thank them very much. That's Creative Culture, createculture.co, createculture.co, clothing for a cause. And now, here's our show. So, you're a philosopher? Yes. 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 I think there is. And welcome to another glorious episode of the Put On Waivers podcast. I'm your host, Dwayne Douglas, along with James Amato and Mike Rolando. Gentlemen, will come in in a second. I want to thank you guys for joining us. We've had a lot of good feedback from you guys. You guys are, we have more listens last week than we did previous week. So every week it goes up and up. So we really do appreciate that and like to know that we're putting in this work and you guys are liking what you hear. And, and if you don't like it, listen anyway and give us feedback. And, and, and we'll see if we can get better from that. Put on Waivers Podcast, presented by the POW Podcast of Networks. We also have the Raiders Today Podcast, so check that out. Um, as soon as they hit training camp, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that going. Um, working on some stuff with, a, with the Basketball Hall of Fame as well, which is going to be cool. They have a, a list of some cool inductees like Ray Allen and Steve Nash, so we're still working on stuff like that. Um, www.raiderstoday.com New stories on Khalil Mack there We have that And then um, we're working on some uh, an Alvin, uh, uh, Adam Silver story talking about, Where we talk about him being the, by far and away The best commissioner in all sports CreateCulture.co is one of our sponsors, so thank you for them. Clothing for a cause. Um, definitely come through and look look at their website. You'll be able to you know, pick up some cool sweatshirts and stuff like that to you know to you know, stop childhood abuse and cancer and all that other stuff like that. But now I'm going to bring in a gentleman now, and we're going to do something new. We're going to play a quick game of Would You Rather kind of break it up a little bit from our, you know, from our usual stuff. So we're going to do a little bit of um, Would You Rather. It's a game that we play um, sometimes with um, a lot of my friends, usually uh, with some uh, drinking involved, but we'll do it sober here on the podcast for you. James and Michael, how are you guys? Doing great. Doing good. How are you? All right, good. So we're going to start this off with, Mr. Jameis Winston, um, probably one of the worst Uber um, users ever. <laughs> we'll keep that. We'll, we'll keep that PG. 
on that. So we all know what the whole situation with Winston. There were questions about him when he was at Florida State. So I'm going to go to James go first. If you were the Buccaneers, do you are you ruling with James Winston or are you moving on from him? Would you rather uh, move on from him or stay with him? I mean, right now, it, you know, this is still America. You still go through the court system. Um, you know, it, this isn't as cut and dried as the Aaron Hernandez case. I, I think the Patriots had a lot more facts ahead of time than they let on um, involving involving Aaron Hernandez, and that's why they were so quick to cut him. Um, it doesn't look good for him. I mean, he, he's had this reputation. His, you know, c- coming out of college, um, has he shown flashes of, of being a solid quarterback, a good quarterback, above above good, maybe close to a great quarterback? Yeah, he has. Um, I don't think you walk away right now until – you know, we get some cut and dried evidence that this happened. I mean, it, it doesn't look good. Everything I'm reading, it you know, it doesn't look good, not at all, not one bit. Um, you know, and now it appears he may have lied to Goodell, which, um, you know, you know what that results in. So, you know, if he's suspended, right now they're saying three games, and that's nothing, you know, that's nothing final. It, it, it could go higher, especially if the claims that, he lied um, in, in talking to the NFL, which apparently lying to the NFL is worse than any crime you can commit. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's – right now I keep him, but it, the deeper it goes, the more it looks like that, yeah, I, I walk away from him. I mean, you're walking into the season with Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, but, you know, may, maybe it is time. Maybe it's time to just say, you know, good luck. Go find another team. Um you know, we're done with you. It's especially in today's uh, Me Too age and everything. It's just, it, it's not a very good look. But again, you have to go through the legal system, and we can't claim anyone being guilty uh, until they're actually tried. So, so that's my feelings on that. I actually agree with a lot of what, what James said. I mean, the one thing I think he's probably maybe one detail away where they where they might get rid of him. The only thing is, if you're coaching that team. Your job is on the line. Do you feel you have a better chance to win with Jameis Winston or Brian Fitzpatrick or whoever else they could bring in? Of course, you you feel like you you could win better with with Winston. So the difference there is just, um, and I'm with James in that. Um, I, I think we get very close now to just uh, making a judgment so quickly without having any of the details. So I, I think it's important that the details come out before we really make these big decisions. But um, it's, it's the one thing here is he has made mistakes in the past. So you, you end up coming back to what his reputation is, it, you know, and, and, and you're the face of the organization. So especially in these times, everybody's so ultra sensitive um, and, and for good reason, you know, because of the issue. So um, I, I think he's probably one or two details away from, from them moving on. Um, he is a, he's a relatively pretty good quarterback. I don't know if he's, he's not worth, um, He's not worth so much trouble, though. I mean, he hasn't proven – he hasn't doesn't have a good win-loss record. Hasn't had a great team either, but he has a pretty good offense, um, and he's had some, some ups and downs. So, at some point, you know, it's the, the trouble is going to outweigh the talent. Okay. Well, okay, well, that's enough said on Mr. Win- Mr. Jameis Winston. Of course, we all know that when he went in the courtyard at Florida State, the whole – Thing that he yelled out into the courtyard as well. So there is a pattern of um, 
behavior. Also, we do know his love for um, for crab legs as well. That's always <laughs> something to watch out for because he has issues with that as well. So, would you rather? We are taking. I'm taking you back to the beginning of the major league season. Okay, before anybody moved anywhere, would you, if you were the New York Yankees and you were Brian Cashman, fitting last name for the highest payroll in, in baseball, um, would you rather have Giancarlo Stanton or Garrett Cole? Mike, I'll give you the first take on that one. Knowing how it turns out now, or going? I mean, no, 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 right now, right now, right, right now, you're this, we're going back in time. We're, right, right now, we're in the where you and I are in the front seat of the DeLorean. We're in the we're, 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 you know, the whole the lightning is striking. We're going right down to the clock tower. So right I'm gonna now, I'm going to say at the beginning of the year, if, I, if it was the beginning of the year, and and you told me that the Yankees got Garrett Cole, I wouldn't have, I would have probably rather that move, mainly because. Um, at the time, you're thinking Greg Bird's coming back healthy. You know, he didn't start the season healthy, but you you get pretty good confidence in him going into the season with Sanchez and all these guys. They had enough people there to kind of roam around the uh, the DH spot and kind of uh, and, and fit them in. Um, you know, it's funny. If you went back in time, I'd probably say Garrett Cole. I'd probably still say him now. But now it's, it's closer because – um, I mean, I would even say Garrett Cole even more now, mainly because you didn't know Flavor Torres was going to rip up the league and play so well. You couldn't factor him in that early in the season. So um, I, I would have probably said Garrett Cole at the beginning, and I'd probably even say him stronger you know, now. I'd rather him on the team than Stan, even though Stan's been pretty good. Obviously, 19 home runs is a lot. So, uh, But Garrett Cole for me. James? John Carlos Stanton. Um, I was, I was a huge John Carlos Stanton fan when he was in Miami. Um, you know, I wasn't that bought into Garrett Cole. You, you tell me in March, you tell me in February that the Yankees can get Stanton or they can get Cole. I'm thinking Stanton. I'm thinking MVP. I'm thinking 50 plus home runs last year. And then going from there, um, into that band box known as Yankee Stadium. Um, just the excitement that could create around the balls he would hit. So, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. We know that. Um, you know, uh, the DeLorean can change a lot of things. But, you know, if you're talking to me back then after last season, you know, there was no guarantee that Judge was going to do it again. Um, you know, we have our Kevin Mosses. We have our Joe Charbonneaus. We have those one-year guys. Um, two-year guys who, who don't really produce after that. So back then, and you know, now it's Cole. Cole was obviously the right move, um, would have been the better move. But back then, it's, it's, it's Stanton all the way. Like, just the excitement that would have created. Um, and, again, not really knowing if Judge could do it again. Um, but I, I, I would have said Stanton back then. Okay. All right, so we're going to roll into the next one. Now we're going to go with a little basketball here. Um, James. You have a choice, NBA career. We're not going to college. They have a very similar track record in college. But you're, who are you taking, Glenn Rice or Carmelo Anthony? Oh, man. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Very that's similar a, that's players. A good one. Can, very can we similar ask, are we players. Going, you, said, you said we're going back in time when we answered this question. Yeah, well, I'm I'm yeah, not I going mean, to college. I'm not going to college, but because they they both okay. kind of did the same thing in college. 
if you let me break it down. Right. Talking about from the day from the day they were pros, from okay. until till till the, till they retire. Okay. Um. So there's a huge factor in this decision, and it's because I hate Jim Bohai, but I hate what he did to the Big East, but I'm not a Syracuse fan. I, I you know that my heart goes with Glenn Rice. Um, and I, I would still be Glenn Rice. I, I would take. I would have taken Glenn Rice over Carmelo. Um, I don't. You know, LeBron James was the exception. Kevin Garnett were the exceptions where you heard about these high school players who were above and beyond. Never really heard of Carmelo Anthony um, until his freshman year at Syracuse. So um, I'd heard some stuff about Glenn Rice. So it, it would have been Glenn Rice for me. Man. This is a tough decision. I mean, Carmelo is so scrutinized because he's, you know, everybody, I guess, acts like like he's his all-time, and I guess he is an all-time great player from the standpoint of just his offensive skill. But um, it just it, it seems like he makes no one better, and every year it seems like the view of him, the basketball world's view of Carmelo, is kind of worse, worse and worse every year. It's just so it's it's I almost want to make sure that I make the decision based off his years early in his career because he was so good the first 10 years of his career, even though his team still didn't win. Um, I'd probably take Carmelo just I think Carmelo is a better player, uh, but it's really close. I'm a huge, you know, I'm a huge Michigan fan, too. So I love Glenn Wright. I think Carmelo, in most opinions, Carmelo is the overall better player. In my okay. opinion. All right. So we'll take a quick break. We'll come back. We got some more of this Would You Rather right after this. How would you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today, but you didn't get a ticket? Now that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get Carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster. With Carbonite, you get a do-over. You get your pictures and your other priceless files back. Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed-up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner. Or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code free trial. That's Carbonite.com, offer code free trial. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. You thought the Lakers had a big game, James. Wait till you hear our guy, James Amato, on the Put On Waivers podcast. Back on the Put On Waivers podcast presented by the POW Podcast Network. It's our show, Put On Waivers, along with Raiders today. And who knows, maybe we'll, you know, as the season gets closer to some Patriots today, which would pain me, pay my soul to even do a show like that. Um, or some or some Giants or some Giants today. Giants, Giants have some good news today with their cornerback. 
See what happens there with the Giants. Unbelievable. <laughs> that league can not get out happen of on your, on your, uh, when you're away. That league can that league can't get can't get like it's basically they said hey we're gonna give you the number one sports league here is it's hey, here's how you can screw it up completely I mean it's unbelievable what goes on in the NFL it's crazy um, let's continue now having fun with um, our game of would you rather so we're gonna stick with our NBA theme and go with would you rather go with James you have you go first. And then Mike, you just come okay. right in. Would you rather have Isaiah Lord Thomas III as your point guard or John Stockton? Gosh. Um, John Stockton. <laughs> yeah, I, I, that's a no-brainer for me. That's John, John Stockton all the way. Um, I mean – you know, even with- yeah, it's John Stock. It's John Stockton. Like I can't even, I can't even go the other way. It's definitely John Stockton for me. He was one of my favorite players, not not eighties, early nineties Lakers, who who I actually like to watch play basketball. Okay, Mike, I'm gonna I'm gonna say Isaiah Thomas. I think it's you're splitting hairs here. I mean, this is this is you know. Very close, but I'm going to take Isaiah Thomas based on the fact that uh, he, you know, obviously looking back now, he was basically the general for uh, two championships and and potentially others, too. He just got hurt in the finals um, in, what, 88, 88. Um, So, I mean, I think um, John Stockton just got, he was in 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 a wrong era, I think, with Jordan, but um, Isaiah Thomas, I think, could could do everything. Um, score, you know, not that John Stockton couldn't score, but I, I just, uh, I think I'm, I just lean a little bit to Isaiah Thomas just from his aggressiveness offensively. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and Isaiah did something that, I mean, I'm not blaming Stockton for not being able to beat Jordan, but you know, he, I mean, Isaiah's in that weird little triangle there where he was able, he was on the team that could that beat that beat Bird. That beat Magic, um, and also beat Jordan. So yeah, it, it, it's a tough one there. But 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 Stockton, like I said, Stockton, it wasn't because of lack of effort or talent. That that team was that team was tough as nails. So, uh, and I, I used to love Jerry Sloan too. Jerry Sloan's a guy, a coach you want to go fight for, as far as as far as um, as far as um, the way he ran that team. Um, this one should be an interesting one, and I want to see where where if, if Mike is gonna is Mike where Mike's gonna go with this one here. So. Next five years, would you rather have Judge, Torres, Sanchez, Andahar, <laughs> or Altuve, Springer, Correa, and Bregman? Oh, my, oh my gosh. Next five so years. You, you, you got to pick one. You said you Judge, one. You Torres, one. said Judge, Torres. Next five years, Judge, Torres, Andahar, and who? And Sanchez. And Sanchez. All right. Um, man, you know, you almost wish you could line him up. I think Altuve deserves to be the one that's the best player because he's he's won an MVP and, and still is playing at a really high level. Um, after that, a Judge is going to be the, mo- the more productive power in RBI. Well, I think Judge is the real thing. I know we were 
James had mentioned, the one year, and you wonder how he's gonna how he's gonna go forward. I, I think he's he's kind of through that threshold where he's gonna be productive every year, um, in my opinion. I think he's a good enough hitter. You can see he 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 makes adjustments, and you know it's, it's close. The one weak link for the Yankees there in that group, I think Bregman Sanchez still I think is the best hitting catcher. Um, probably in the league still, even though he's struggling this year. So it's a tough one. But I, I think defensively, Sanchez is so bad, his next five years could be up in the air depending on where he plays because if he gets worse defensively, they can't, you can't really get much worse. So I'd probably take the Astros group, although, you know, Bregman, you know, I, I love Bregman, but as far as you're, you're, you're matching him up, Torres is the real deal. Torres could be the best player, the, the best player in baseball in a couple in a, in a couple of years. He's playing that well. So I'd probably take the Astros, but it's really close. James? Yeah, I'm going to agree with Mike on this. Um, Torres is, is probably, if he maintains this in the way he's going and, and has as coveted as he is by other teams and how much Brian Cashman loves him and is protecting him, in you know, three to five years he can be the best player in baseball. The deciding factor for me is definitely Gary Sanchez. Um, you know, now we're, we're talking about a leg injury for a catcher, uh, which, you know, when catchers get those, they tend to, they tend to last. They tend to never fully heal. Um, and, you know, judge with the overswinging, um, you know, right, right now, right now it's the Astros. So the next five years, you have to go with that Astro lineup. There's, there's still a couple of question marks. With Sanchez being the biggest one, um, yeah, he's the best hitting catcher in baseball, but does that make him the best catcher in baseball? Probably doesn't, and I don't see him in that position much longer. Um, you know, and, and judge again, like with the big swings and, you know, how much of a swing away from a back injury is he? Um, I just I just like that Astro lineup. I, I like that Astro lineup a lot. Interesting. With, 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 um, with Bird struggling the way he is, and maybe Drury coming up to play a little first place, a role first base, so he has to fight for some of his bats here. You know, maybe you know it's not a bad idea to have Sanchez, you know, start thinking about his first base at some point. I mean, I'm I'm not, I'm not going to give up on Bird yet, and the Yankees won't do that because the Yankees just don't do stuff like that. But they already are, you know, signaling to sending a signal out to. To birds saying, "Hey, you know, you better start hitting because we're not because we got Drury's coming up and he's batting like 700 in in AAA and he's not a AAA player, so he's ready to come back to major league pitching. So, and of course, if you're Drury, you know he's going to get a lot of fastballs and a lot of good pitches to hit in that Yankee being in, the, in in that Yankee lineup as well. So, we'll see what happens there. Um, better quarterback, Kurt Warner or Eli Manning, James? A Kurt Warner." I think the statistics prove it. Um, and I'm not talking about I'm, – I'm going to throw the Super Bowls out. Um, I think Kurt Warner just had a more prolific statistical career um, than Eli Manning. His, his career obviously isn't as long as Eli Manning's, but what Kurt Warner did um, in those times and, you know, take the Cardinals to a Super Bowl, take the Rams to a Super Bowl, um, he was totally unheard of. There was no hype behind him. We all know the story, bagging groceries the year before, playing in the Arena Football League, um, and then just stepping in to, to the Rams and taking them to the Super Bowl and, and winning it. Like, um, and, again, I, I said I was going to count Super Bowls, but, like, the numbers he put up and, and what he did, like, you know, 
I'm taking I'm taking Kurt Warner. And we're talking Kurt Warner, the quarterback, not Kurt Warner, the running back, right? <laughs> well, who what? Now Kurt Warner, the running back. <laughs> Kurt Warner, the running funny. back. That's funny. Was a very I'll take Kurt player. Warner, the running back, over Eli. <laughs> <laughs> it's not close, Kurt Warner. I don't think it's close. Uh, I'm starting to think every uh, every year now, Eli has looked at. It's almost like Carmelo Anthony. The longer they stay in the league, the worse they look. It's like if Carmelo plays four or five more years, I, I, he might work his way out of the Hall of Fame. I think Eli should have probably retired five years ago. He might be more of a consideration for the Hall of Fame. Every year he seems to play worse. So um, his reputation takes a hit. So I think Kerr Warner, and even if you didn't throw the, those Super Bowls out, Kerr Warner's had some, you know, play great in Super Bowls. You know, win, loser, or otherwise, he's he played great and pretty much, and I, I believe all the games are almost, you know, at least two of the three he played outstanding. I don't have the stats here in front of me, but he he, he really played well. So, um, I would take Kurt Warner all day. I, I mean, like I said, Kurt Warner, he lost uh, a tough one to the to San Antonio Holmes this catch in the back of the end zone um, against the Steelers, yep. and and lost a, a tough Super Bowl to you know uh, Tom Brady and the Patriots who are you know doing their thing. Before the games, while you're walking through and practicing when nobody's looking, um, gonna get gonna continue on with the podcast. Uh, anytime I can throw something at the Patriots, I will. Let's see here, because I'm gonna jump to the NBA because I was thinking about last night, and I guess last night they had their award show last night, and yeah, some of those suits are pretty hideous. They're not stylish at all. They're just ugly, but. What it does do for this league, and I think this is the, something that the other leagues can kind of kind of learn from, is you know these guys get a chance to be individuals, like you know, uh, and I think all the, all the other leagues seem to be just hey, let's control our players as much as we possibly can, let's control let's control expression as much as we can. Um, you know, back in the day, like when Emmitt Smith scored a touchdown and he took off his helmet in the end zone. Like I didn't think he was showing anybody up. I just to me like you know let him players should be, should be able to do that after a score. Like I, in my mind, because I mean it, it helps it helps with face recognition with player recognition. Like you know when we're especially in football where um, the, the 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 uniform covers the face. You know, so I, that's just my opinion. I don't know how you, how you guys think about it, uh, Mike. I'll let you get the, I'll let you go with this one. Um, like, do you? Why are they so successful at promoting their sport, and, and other other team, other sports just don't seem to get it and kind of follow the way the NBA is doing it? The one thing, they're different games too. So I mean, you're gonna the the, the fan that necessarily you know, takes the basketball is not necessarily going to take the baseball. They're totally different. The the paces of the games are totally different. I don't, I don't automatically think because somebody likes football or, ba- or basketball, they have to like baseball or that even baseball has to go after that group because they may not be, they may not, you know, it's not going to be the same game. So it's almost like the, the, the games they play with speeding up the game 10 or 15 minutes. It's not going to get somebody to, that doesn't watch baseball to watch baseball. So I don't know what the, I, other than what we've talked about promoting the individual best players, Mike Scout, and there's, there's a ton of guys in major league baseball that are, that are um, where you could promote them. I mean, you could, you could really promote them and market them and, and they, and I think the game would be successful. 
Um, specifically to like an award show, I, I'm not I'm not a big fan of that. Basketball does a great job of getting their players. First of all, there's fewer players, which helps. You know, in baseball, you're looking at a team of 25, 26 guys, and in the NFL, it's much bigger. Basketball is is really if you if you took out if you took about the, the top 20 players, people know the top 20 players in the league. If you ask baseball, the the sports world about the top 20 players in baseball, they couldn't mention them, and that that's a problem, right off the bat. So your point's well taken. I just don't know if there's anything to fix it other than actually marketing the players and, uh, and you know, the, the, the players that are easy to market because they do have players that, that we all like. Um, other than that, I don't I'm know kinda, what, what they can do. I don't know what they can do. Basketball's on multiple times a week on major networks. The, they have better promotional. I mean, even the free games are better. I mean, TNT, I mean, it's, it's it's not just a few players that they market. The whole sport is marketed better. James, I'm talking. I'm, I'm I, I definitely understand what Mike was saying, but I'm more on the lines of like I feel like some sports try to suppress expression. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it, like 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 as far as like these, and I understand like you know you got. I understand, like you know, a guy like um, Beckham will take it to the next level and just and do and do the whole the dog thing. You're gonna you're gonna have some idiot do something stupid there. I get it, but kind of my point is like, how can they, how can they just f- like have these players be free to show emotion without it being against a a written law of the sport where oh I I celebrated after I hit a home run. Well, you know what? It's pretty freaking hard to hit a home run. So I should feel good that I hit a home run. And if I want to take a little bit of time going around the bases, all right, fine. That's great. If you want to pump your fist after a big strikeout, go ahead. Like that should be something that that's, that should be something that's okay in the sport. Um, I just feel like in other that's sports, not a lot of, that's, of, that's not allowed in basketball either, though. They've taken that out of basketball too. If you dunk on a guy, if you stare at him, you get a tech. I mean, if you stare at him for a second, you get a tech. So they've even done that in basketball, where that part of it's completely taken out of the game, also. But don't you feel like I mean, but you know, in baseball, if you do, if you do anything in baseball that is, if you if you if you hit a home run, and you you profile, I'm not talking about the you know the whole like Joey Bats um, home, but that's a playoff home run anyway. So who cares? I mean, let them show the expression of it. Um, why why is that such a a problem in that in 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 baseball or you know even in you know even until last year until football why do you think that is well i mean let's let let's look at this from from a cultural standpoint and players promoting themselves and being different in the nba has been something that's been going on since the 70s and and it's a total culture shift um i mean you're talking you know, let, let's go back to Earl Monroe. Let's go back to Bill Walton. Um, you know, Magic. Um, these guys always self-promoted themselves. They always had the stylish clothes. They were always the coolest people in the room. If You know, if ESPN existed in the 70s, you know, the NBA stars of the 70s would still be the coolest players in the room as they are today. Um, so that's, that's, nothing that's, new, that's nothing new to basketball. Basketball has always lived by this culture um, of players being individual, of not trying to control the players. Um, you know, think about, yeah, you know, they, they had the stare down rule. They had the technicals if you slam on someone, but there, there had been some real crazy 
on-court fights that got out of control as a result of that. Do I think it's overreacting? Yeah, I think it's overreacting. Um, but, you know, go back to 1994, all right? The, the NBA had their, their national anthem little scenario back then, and they addressed it. They said, you know what? You're in this league. It's part of the league rules. You stand for the national anthem. It never got brought up again. When the NBA was questioned about it in the offseason or, you know, earlier, he's like, well, it's one of our rules. It's been a rule for 20 years now, so we're not going to talk about it. Um, you know, the, the other thing, too, when, when, again, as we, as we go forward and we go to social media, you know, the, the double-edged sword for the NBA is the one-and-done player, right? So you're getting these 18-, 19-year-old kids, and they're kids. They're, they're incredible athletes. But the bottom line is they're kids, and they know social media. They've grown up on social media. You know, some of these guys were in the fifth grade when Facebook came along. Um, so they know how to use it. They know how to use it to their, their advantage. The NBA has always been an individual league. So, so it's nothing new to them. I think they're just embracing that. I think that's something that they have always done in the NBA. I mean, you can go through any decade. You can go to Dennis Rodman. You know, um, the NBA has always been a league of – of one name players, you know, it was always magic. It was Kareem. It was Michael. It was Isaiah, um, you know, Pippen, Ewing, you know, it, it's, it's just always been there. And, and the fashion has always been there and, and the coolness has always been there. You know, um, it's, I guess it's no secret to anyone who listens to the podcast or even, even knowing Dwayne is, I loved 1980s basketball. Like, I didn't miss a Lakers game from 1979 until 1991. I watched every possible Lakers game you could watch when it was on TV. And they weren't on TV all the time back then. Um, and, and used to get really excited, you know, during the 90s. Um, you know, I remember the Knicks four-point play, how excited I got about that. The last 10, 11 years or so, like, I, the, the NBA wasn't on my radar. I'd watch a game here and there. I'd watch the finals. I watched game seven between Cleveland and Golden State two years ago. This year, like, I fell in love with basketball again. And that happened back in November. Like, this year, some how they're getting out there. And, um, you know, the NBA brought me back in. And I think it's back in. Uh, it's always been this way in the NBA. And they, they just let the players be what they wanted to do. You know, you don't have – off the court you would have in any other league you know you don't have the the PED problems in the NBA now that could be a, a matter of what kind of required listening with Amazon music that music again the greatest guitarist of all time wait who Alexa add this song to a new playlist sure what's the new playlist name Jack's intro to classic rock Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Back on the Put On Wayward's podcast, we had some weird um, noises in the background on that one, so I'll, I'll, Jane, we'll get James back in a second. Um, I was going to make a quick point. Is James back on? Not yet, not yet. I was going to make a point. He's making great points about the culture of basketball. And I wanted to, I mean, think about the style. When you think about style, especially in the 70s and 80s, you thought Dr. J, you thought Walt Frazier. Those are one of the first things you know, that you think about when you think about basketball. So he's making a great point about that. Um, 
I think I want to go back to one thing. The one thing, the cultural difference from the sports is, is a big, I mean, think about, think about hockey and the idea that in basketball or baseball or football, they would allow fighting. It, it's, it's preposterous, but in hockey, the culture says that it's okay and it's strategically part of the game. And this is why I want to get James back in when he comes back because it would be appalling to, to, to have another sport, and it's appalling to some people still, but that fighting is involved is, is, is a strategic part of hockey. But it's cultural. That's why it stays. It's, it's something that's been built into the culture of the sport. And I would say that, that from, from a baseball standpoint, it would be like heckling in golf that fans can't heckle. They don't allow heckling at golf. It's just built into the fabric of the foundation of the sport. So while in baseball there is, there has been a little bit more flexibility in players flipping the bat and things like that, it's not going to get to the point where it's going to be free expression on the field because it goes against the culture of the sport or the foundation of the way the, the, the sport's been played. Tennis, there's a certain way, you know, that, um, that, that the sport is played. So you are going to get constant pushback when there's an individual player who fights that. Um, I think that's just going to happen that way. James, you're back, right? Yeah, I'm back. I don't know what happened on that one. So I, I was on, yeah. a, on a little roll. So sorry that's about right. that. Um, yeah. Um, you know, when you think about hockey, like they, they've really taken fighting out of the game, especially um, it's not the way it was once predominant, even five, ten years ago. And definitely not the way it was in the, in the 70s and 80s uh, and even the early 90s. Yeah, you still have these these tremendous hits that tend to lead to fights. Um, but you obviously don't see it as much, you know, the, the NHL players, when they're playing the game, like if you watch them play um, and you watch them score a goal, there's a lot of excitement around that. And there's a lot of showmanship and, you know, um, even, even going back to when fighting was really predominant in the sport, if a player scored a goal and celebrated, like he wasn't a target the next time he, he, he took the ice, you know, you, you were always a target for cheap shot that you took on, on a star player. Or if you hit the goalie with a stick, that's when you became a target, but the players were never targeted for celebrating. Um, you know, so that, that's one of the differences right there. Uh, but when the players do celebrate, you know, I still think Stanley cup winning teams have more fun than any championship team um in any sport you know maybe the world cup teams have a little more excitement after winning the the world cup but um you know they they hockey's doing a really good job of promoting players especially that those seven days after the capitals won the cup and everything ob was doing um so the nba is getting there i'm sorry the nhl is getting there they're understanding it but um no one's going to top the nba right now so um and again i apologize for the cutoff i don't know what happened but uh, i hope i got my point across on that that's all right. Don't you guys think yeah. that it's, don't you guys think that it's a hard don't you guys think that it's difficult to promote stars in a sport where like Mike Trout would be the LeBron James of basketball, but because of the nature of the sport, Mike Trout doesn't even make the playoffs. But LeBron well, my, James my, my, is guaranteed the playoffs every year. Yeah, but like but my thing is all these kids know who John Wall is and John Wall does nothing in the playoffs. So I, I think it's more of a I think it's more of a league thing. I think the you look at the and look at the um and uh it's funny that it's funny that James talked about coming back to basketball. The regular season basketball NBA ratings were at a four year high this year. So I mean obviously people are coming back to the game. People are excited about summer league. Like they, they have this they have this non stop machine 
they were the first they were the first their first team first league to not sweat that their stuff was on YouTube, which was very smart. And YouTube just meant everybody else, all the other leagues were freaking out. Um, you know, they were smart enough to say, hey, that, that just means that people are viewing our stuff over and over and over and over again. They will, they want the content. So they were able to um, deal with that and, um, and be smart about that. They just, they just know how to promote. And I'm surprised teams, surprised leagues that are, I mean, listen, nobody's, you know, the NBA is, NFL is not struggling. The um, NBA and Major League Baseball is not struggling. I get it. But as far as just keeping pace and going towards the future, I think that they, you know, they could really learn something from what Adam Silver and this league is doing. Now, we all know the elephant in the room is, like James said, the one and done. And what he's going to do with the one and done is going to do, he's going to say, hey, you either go right to the league, you go right to the NBA, or you go into college for three years. So it helps the college game. It helps the NBA. Yeah, you, the eighteen-year-olds can come right in, and they should be able to come right in if they if they they choose to make to they choose that path. They should be able to do that. And I think the I think the I think the league is um doing a doing a doing a disservice by not by not doing it that way. The one and done is just is just silly and stupid, and and it, it, it doesn't make any sense. But I mean, like I said, the ratings for summer league are doing good. The ratings for this NBA award show. I know the I know I know the NFL has the NFL honors, but the Major League Baseball says, and are they smart enough to jump on that? No, they're always the last to do something like that. Like, why wouldn't you like, – why not do something like that? I mean, you have a network, uh, NFL and uh, MLB network. You should be jumping on that immediately. Like, you know, hey, we're going to have our – we're going to get everybody together. We're going to, you know, do a do an award show. Hey, it, it, it's something where we can sell ad versus advertising, advertising time for. So it's something that's worthwhile and something that we can uh, make money off and, and probably build up and build up even more. So maybe you do it on the the night before the World Series starts, or or right before the game one of the World Series, like you know something like that. You gotta have some planning there as well. So that's one. That's a couple of things about the NBA and uh, how well they're doing. And how well they're promoting it. Also, they're the first on the gambling thing. Like the they they they're they're like all over, you know, gambling being legal. So it's a smart move by a smart commissioner, and that's why he is the best commissioner in in the sport. And Adam Silver, no question about it. Um, more NBA stuff. LeBron James, I guess, is going to make his the, the, the decision is going to come pretty quickly. It's not going to be the whole you know go, travel around the world. I think he's I think he knows that was a mistake the first time. Is that he's definitely going to make that. He's going to definitely fix that. Uh, I guess, and also Magic Johnson has said that he's going to be leaving the Lakers in the front office if he, if, he, if the Lakers don't land some big free agents um, this off season. So thoughts on LeBron making that decision by uh, the Fourth of July, and Magic Johnson's quote about uh, he's going to leave the Lakers if he does not land some big, big free agents. Um, Mike, you can go first on that. I'm happy that LeBron James isn't going to drag it out <laughs> because all we've been hearing since the day after the season was over was uh, it's like hanging on every word to try to figure it out. I, I hope he makes a good, uh, a quick decision. Um, I'm, I'm happy about that. I hope, I, I mean, I, I don't know if I have a hope either way, whether he goes to the Lakers or Caps, but um, I, I'm glad because it's, it'll, it'll, it'll kind of start up the free agency because I think everybody, there are players in the league who are going to wait for him to make a decision. So I'm glad it's going to be quick. And plus, for him, beneficially, wherever he goes, he wants to kind of um, attract another star or two wherever he goes. So the idea that maybe he signs early, makes his decision, somebody else can follow along and feel comfortable that he'll be there. Um, and then the other side of it, um, I think Magic probably feels pretty comfortable and confident that he's going to land 
that that's a statement you make when you feel pretty comfortable you're going to land somebody. So um, you must feel pretty certain. James? Yeah, so, you know, Magic making a statement like that means he has at least two free agents already signed, sealed, and delivered <laughs> to the Lakers. Um, Let's go! Yeah, I'm glad I, <laughs> I'm glad all the um, the decision's going to be quick this time. Everything falls into place after LeBron makes his decision. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, Magic puts a two-year quota on there just in case LeBron decides to stay in Cleveland one more year and, and max out what he can for the one-year money. Um, I don't see LeBron doing that. I think him and Gilbert are as far apart as possible. And I think the fans know that it's all Gilbert this time and it has nothing to do with LeBron. Um, and, you know, just from everything, you know, I, I think the Lakers are the number one spot where LeBron's going to end up um, with Miami being second in that. But, yeah, I'm glad the decision's going to be quick. We don't need that drama again. We don't need the overhyping of everything. So let's uh, – Let's look forward to a quick decision. Uh, we're a week away from it, I guess. So let's bring it on. Yeah, let's say, let's say have some fireworks and have, you know, one of the best players ever. Just come, come, come home, <laughs> come home. LeBron James, pres, president of the LeBron James fan club, right here, Dwayne Dwayne yeah. Douglas. You, you know what? He wouldn't be the what, greatest you know Laker what? ever, though. You, you know what? You know. You know what? I'll even let you wear 24. If you come over, you want to wear 24. You can definitely, you can definitely make that happen. Let's go, let's go. And you want to bring your friends? You want to bring Paul George? And I want to bring Demarcus. You know, let's see what happens. See what happens. And the NBA got a 24. I got a 12 month a year sport right now in the NBA. So they're definitely doing a good job about that with their league. Um. Let's go to the NFL. I'm going to save the last part of um, the show for Major League Baseball, NFL now. Uh, we talked about it a little bit with, with Jameis Winston. Uh, that's the big news right now. Where do they go from here as far as the Bucks go? Uh, they, uh, they, he is a, he's a controversial figure. Uh, a lot of people compared him to, um, to Roethlisberger as far as off the field and then maybe a little on the field, big arm. Um, doesn't always make the best decisions off the, off the field. Uh, James, you spoke about it a little bit. Um, let's let's try to dive in a little bit more with the with the Bucks here. Do you do you do what the Steelers did and just hang out and hang around and just say, hey, you know what, this is gonna this is bad. If it's true, it's bad. We're gonna let this blow over, or do you make a rash decision? Because I guess back in the day when um, Roethlisberger had that situation with the female at the bar in the bathroom. That you know the Steel Seals organization was. They said they were really close to making a decision and passing and and uh, and, and letting him go. But in football and sports, winning kind of kind of takes precedent over here. So if he gives them the best chance to winning, to win games, um, James Winston, what are your thoughts about Winston and uh, what's going on with the Bucks? Yeah, like like I said earlier, if he is found guilty, if the charges start mounting up, and they pretty much become you know, like indefensible, um, I, I think you have to walk away. In today's day and age, you have to walk away from this. You, you, you have to. Um, these are different times. And trust me, in no way am I defending Ben Roethlisberger because I believe he should have been cut back then. Um, there was a lot, you know, a lot more proof on the table with Roethlisberger. Um, there was also some payoffs and stuff like that. So um, he's just 
not a good individual. And I think his character and the way he throws teammates and coaches and, and people under the bus speaks for that. Um, and the Steelers did a lot of covering it up and, you know, but today's day and age um, in this generation, like it's, it's just not acceptable. And his track record from college, you mentioned the crab legs, you mentioned the other stuff um, is there. And as the, as the evidence piles up on him, um, I think you just have to, I think you have to walk away. I, I think you just cannot like, like stick with him in today's game, today's media, today's social awareness, the way that the Steelers are able to stick around with Roethlisberger. Mike, the, the problem I have, the, the problem I have with the comparison with Roethlisberger, Roethlisberger, in my opinion, is far better player than, than Winston. Even then, I mean, I, I don't even, and that matters. And it's not in the regard of them being guilty, but it matters on what a team will, uh, what they'll suffer in regard to, uh, in regard to what you do. I mean, it just matters. So at some point, football has always been, even the Kaepernick stuff, football has, has generally always been, you have to be more talented than your trouble, than, than your trouble is worth. So um, there's going to be, I don't know if he's so good where he keeps getting in trouble and, you know, you you have to cut the cord on that. So, I, I again, going back, I think he's, you know, a mistake or two away or a detail or two away from being from being gone. Um you know they're they're gonna. I mean, there's a really good chance he could start next year. I think they. I think I looked earlier today. I think they have the Saints, Eagles, and Steelers to start the season off. I think he's missing those three games. They're going to be 0 and 3, um, and so it's not going to be off to a good start right off the bat. And um, there is going to come a point. Hopefully, you know, I, I we all you know hope it comes out that he didn't do any or didn't do didn't do anything wrong or didn't do too much wrong, and he's able to get everything back on track. You don't want to see a guy like that. And ruin himself at 23, 24, 25 years old, where he has a bright future, and then you know just from some terrible decisions, you know you 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 hope somebody can turn it around. At at some point, you've got to hope that his his light goes on and says, hey, maybe I should just go home tonight and just you know stay in my mansion and you know uh, and not and not go out and not cause any trouble. I, I don't know, um, but there is going to come a point where he's not he's not worth it. Yeah, so you know, kind of, kind of, what, what what you're saying is he should just bring the party to him. Like if you got people, if you got people, you know, <laughs> who you're gonna hang out with anyway. Like stay home. you know what? Hey, stay home. Stay home. Bring 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 the Ciroc. Bring the you know, <laughs> bring the <laughs> bring the Hennessy. <laughs> whatever it over, is. Over, over, Oh, whatever, whatever your drink of choice is. Pull a Derek Over Jeter, pull a Derek Jeter, and make everybody, uh, you know, check the check the cell phones at the door. <laughs> no, just, you know, impact, whatever. Impeccable. Whatever Basically, uh, Jeter was like, no evidence that you were ever in the building. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, Jeets. Uh, yeah, Jeets. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. Um, and what, NFL needed one more thing. They needed another Patriot Goodell War. That's what we needed. Another Patriot Goodell War. And this one's coming from Julian Edelman, who was gonna battle vigorously because he did not take those PEDs. He is he is not a PED guy. He did not do it. If the pill didn't fit, you must have quit. He did not do it. I can't take it. I can't take it. You know what? I can't. I will. I can't either. I, 
<laughs> I will understand that I, I get the past credit. Like they are the they are the kid who who like you say go to your room without dinner, and the kid sits at the table and refuses to go to their room. They will never take a punishment because they don't have any respect for this commissioner. That that's how you that's how you know they have no respect for the commissioner because they say, oh, you know what, we're gonna fight it. Anybody else is gonna. Anybody else is just, I mean, anybody else just takes it. Every team takes it. Yeah, if you have four games, boom. Okay, fine. But the Patriots, they always fight it. Even when they, I mean, whatever, Edelman's going to fight it. Who knows whether he wins or not. Who knows who, who knows who's wrong in the situation? I mean, we'll see. But, you know, he failed the test, and he's going to fight it. He's going to fight it, and we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. That's going to be very interesting to see what happens. Um. Your boy Tony Romo said that in 2008 the, the Packers are the are, are going to be the best team in in uh, NFL. They're going to win the whole thing. James, um, I know you love Romo, so do you do you agree with him? Do you think early on that the Packers are going to be the team to beat? I have <laughs> given no thought whatsoever to the upcoming <laughs> NFL season. How could you? So <laughs> how could he? It's ridiculous. So yeah, I I would rather put on a WNBA game right now than think about the upcoming football season and start, oh reading that, you know, that's a strong statement Super, though. That's a strong statement naming, right there. Naming Super Bowl champions. Um, it's not oh even July 1st. LeBron hasn't even signed with the team yet. You're going you're gonna <laughs> to tell me who's going to be the Super Bowl champion, Tony. James, um, James and Mike, hold on. James and Mike, Madden hasn't even come out yet. And you're calling us a Super Bowl champion? I mean, come on. <laughs> No, I'm Tony. Yeah, Tony. Yeah, go play golf, Tony. You're doing pretty good at that. So oh focus on golf. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Um, yeah. what, 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 a guy who I'm starting to like a lot, and I'm probably gonna probably drive me crazy because if he because if, if, if he ever if the Raiders ever face the Jaguars in the playoffs, he's gonna probably drive me crazy because he's so good. Is Jalen Ramsey's? I guess he. I guess he's talking about you know all these players who shouldn't be on the top 100 list. And he started. He started off with um, Jimmy Garoppolo, saying he's not, he has no idea why he's he's on that list. So uh, he he, he kind of went in on a couple of players. So that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting to see um, how that goes. But he's been a guy who's been talking a lot. But he's just it, it's kind of fun to hear him talk. But he's I mean he's really good. I mean he's one of the best corners in the game. So no question about it. But so, um, he's definitely. Go ahead. My my second least favorite thing behind mock drafts. Yeah. The oh, top oh, 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 players oh my God. in the NFL. It's murder. It's murder every year. It's murder. It's murder. In college, I took a journalism class, and my professor, oh, my professor said, you know, um, websites and websites and newspapers have nothing to write about when they come out with top ten, top top five lists. Whenever they have a list of something, that means they don't have anything to write about. And that that's what and that's what I mean NFL right now until training camp starts until that big injury happens there's nothing there's nothing nothing to talk about right now in the NFL it's just hilarious to me and when when I saw that of top 100 I'm like dude come on I don't care I don't care who I don't care if the players voted for it I don't care if executives voted for it I don't care who voted for it I'm sick of it I I I, I want no I want no part of it I want no part of it it's absolutely crazy it's just stupid yeah, it's one of those things that if it's done if it's done once if it's done once. People are intrigued, but then as, as you make it a yearly thing, people stop caring. No question about it. I, I can't take it. I'll take a quick break. 
on the Put On Waivers podcast, Dwayne Douglas, James Amato, and Mike Rolando. Uh, we are going to take a quick break and come back, and we're going to talk about, let's see here, we'll talk about you know, Magic Baseball. That's always cool. Be right back. How would you feel if you got pulled over for speeding today, but you didn't get a ticket? Now, that feels good, doesn't it? Well, that's pretty much what it feels like when your computer crashes or gets infected with a nasty virus if you get Carbonite online backup before you have your next computer disaster. With Carbonite, you get a do-over. You get your pictures and your other priceless files back. Computer disasters are inevitable, but for only $59 a year, Carbonite gives you safe, automatic, and unlimited backup for your PC or Mac. Plus, with Carbonite, you get anytime, anywhere access to your backed-up files from any computer or on your smartphone or iPad with a free app. Try Carbonite free for 15 days, plus get two free months with purchase. To get this special offer, click on the Carbonite banner or visit Carbonite.com and use offer code FREETRIAL. That's Carbonite.com, offer code FREETRIAL. Or simply click on the Carbonite banner on your screen. Blog Talk Radio. Sports Fix, rate, review, and subscribe to the Put on Waivers podcast with Mike Rolando. I'm from L. A. California A. Hot. They got shade. I love that song. I think I'm going to send that song to LeBron's Instagram. Let's go. Let's go. Watch him watch him go to go to Houston and just drive me crazy. <laughs> and with, what would make you more mad Paul. if he went to Houston or if he, what would make you more mad if he went to Houston or stayed in Cleveland? It, it Cleveland. Because at least I could see, at least at least if he went to Houston, I could say, oh, you know what, he's going to play with those guys, and they're gonna try to win a championship. They were they were you know they were close to beating the Warriors. Took them to seven games. I feel like the I think I feel like in the West, I think once that team gets to the finals, you can forget about it. Um, the 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 time that they came closest to losing, is when they were in the Western Conference Finals. You know they were down three one to. To Durant and Westbrook and stuff like that. So, but it, it, to me, it's kind of interesting. So, I'm gonna put the question out to you, and I'm gonna have um, I, I, I'll let I'll let I'll let James go first on this one. Um, who do you who's I think I think from March from uh, not March but from from the middle of May, who has the best team ERA in Major League Baseball? Middle of May. Just just take a wild guess. Take a wild guess, James. And Mike, Mike I'll let you get this right after. New York Mets. That would be, that would be an incorrect answer. Incorrect. <laughs> who, who, the best, the best ERA, the best ERA, best team ERA. Just, just the middle of May. Is, is, is James re-guessing? No, I, I, I could have sworn I saw somewhere that the Mets had the best ERA. Um, over the last month, so I was wrong right. on that. That's I'm going right. to say it's the Yankees. It is the team who is setting the trend 
of how baseball should be. Oh God! It is the it's the Tampa Bay. You are stuck on this. You are I'm gonna so call them Devil Rays. I'm gonna call them Devil Rays. I'm gonna call them Devil Rays. They're running things now, beating up on the Yankees, embarrassing the Yankees over the weekend because nobody can stop the opener and closer. Let's go. Nobody. Let's They're sitting at 39 and 40. They're sitting at 39 and 40. 40, they 40 just, times it they didn't work. Just, they, just, they just discovered it. They just, they, just discovered, they just discovered it. Now they're using it effectively, and they are running They are running Major League Baseball right now. The new Man. Thing, opener and closer. Yeah, you got Sergio <laughs> Romo looking like he's in the World Series with the Giants. Starting, starting fights after after national games after the game with the Nats today, just running things. The Rays setting the trend on how how baseball should be played. <laughs> I, don't even, I don't even know what to say, James. You can go. <laughs> yeah, I mean what. Yeah, I, I got nothing on this one because um, I'm still perplexed because for some reason I read somewhere that the Mets had the best ERA in baseball. Um, well, but maybe it's their starting pitcher. Maybe it's their starting pitchers have the best ERA in baseball over the last month, not their entire pitching staff. So maybe that's yeah, the mix up it, on it was that team. one. It was, it was it was team. It was it was team ERA. It was team ERA. Okay, yeah. Oh no, I, I'm not. Yeah. Okay. So it, it could have been. I, it was the, the starting pitchers had the best um, ERA over the last month. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean. You you know let's let's use the the Bill Parcells. If you do the shopping, it's your ingredients, and you want you know he's he's managing with what he has, and he's come up with a concept that you know we had talked about in the past could be the future of baseball. Um, the days of the, the starting pitcher going thirteen innings, like in that text I sent you guys about Nolan Ryan, um, those days are done. I mean. You know, 13 innings now might be a month for some starting pitcher. <laughs> um, it, think about it, it's money. It's crazy when you think about it. And, and Mike, think about the money part of it. Like, if you were able to do this, you could play. You could pay your pitchers so much more. So so much. You can drop their salary on pitching staffs so much because you're because you're oh you're the opener. So you're paying. I'm paying my opener this much money. To my middle guy this much money. My closer maybe the most money. You might you might have to actually pay the Clayton Kershaws more because they become all more valuable because if you you're gonna need a break at some point because these guys can't throw over every day. So the the, the way you know, there's gonna be a couple that can throw every day, but every pitcher coming up, the idea that they're gonna throw every day uh, is to me is, is far fetched. That that might mean if you if you actually see this happening, if that did happen the guys who can go seven, eight innings. I mean, you see Tampa's not doing it with Snell because they have a quality pitcher who's starting. And when you have a quality pitcher who's starting, you send him out there for, for as long as he can go. So even Tampa's not really following the rule depending on every pitcher that they have. If they have a quality starter, they pitch him. So, um, if, 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 you know, if, if I think it's far-fetched, but if they will play along, if they did go that direction and teams started to do that, you might have to pay a starter like a, you know, a top one of your top two starters, you might have to pay them even more because they become all that more valuable because it gives your full time a break. Should be interesting. I, I, I don't know why I'm so fascinated by this. I just love it. You love you know, the idea. I, you love, I love the idea. You know what, That's all you've been talking about. Well, well, the thing about it is to me, is like it's more on the lines of like, you know what? 
they have always tried to do something different down there because they don't have the resources. And I think that I think the team should just. I, I hate this. I mean, like teams like Tampa should just move. There are places in this yes, country where they where they where they would where they would wholeheartedly wholeheartedly support Major League Baseball, sell it out, throw a team in Vegas, put them in a dome. I don't care. Do something. But like I I, I think like. I, I think somebody, I think put them somewhere where where people will love the love, love the sport. There's plenty of states where they love the sport. So I think I think it would be I think that would be um, the best thing for them to do. But uh, you know, it wasn't too far, it wasn't too long ago that John Madden was the guy who was batting the pitcher, batting the pitcher, um, trying to bat the pitcher eighth, you know, and stuff like that. So I mean, people are always trying to do something different there. I mean. We'll see. We'll see what happens in the future with it. But I mean, they're working with what they got, and you know, teams like the Mets are just horrible, and they don't do anything to try to make better. I mean, they, they sit. They sit. Uh, I met Rosario for some, for no, for not an injury, but for a mental break. During during the last, you know, bunch is his last third thirty at bats. He's the one of the few Mets who were actually hitting over three hundred, and you give him a mental break. I mean, are you kidding me? Like, what, what are you doing? Like, they, they, some some teams are just like just idiots, and I think the Mets are one of them. But um, what the Rays are doing, I think, is cool. Uh, I think it's cool. So we'll, so, so we'll see what happens there. Um, if we can, um, I, I know we talk about Major League Baseball a lot, not doing stuff right. But if you go back over, let's go back like 30 years, right? And, and you compare all the major sport leagues. Major League Baseball has only had one team move from cities. And that was Montreal going. To, uh, to to Washington, so that, that's that's pretty incredible. When you think about all the movement in, in the NFL and in the NBA and, and even in the NHL, I mean, in the, in the NFL they moved the Cleveland Browns and even the St. Louis Cardinals were a historic franchise. One thing Major League Baseball does get right is, you know, moving a franchise when it's time, um, and you know. I, I think it is time for one of the teams in Florida to leave. It's probably Tampa Bay because they just don't have a good stadium. Um, I personally, my personal preference would be for them to, you know, put them. You know. James, you kind of went out on that one. Would you want the Rays to go? I'd like to see them go to Montreal. I think baseball gets a bad rap too. I, th- I think baseball has made some good moves in regard to the playoffs. As well, I mean, I, I can make an easy argument that the in, in the NBA the playoffs are irrelevant to some extent. For in baseball, it, it doesn't seem to hurt the sport. So don't get me wrong; I'm not saying it like you know they should do away with the teams. I just mean there's no drama in the NBA in the first two rounds generally, whereas in Major League Baseball the drama starts right away. Um, and so I think it is there are some changes uh, from a playoff standpoint. I think they've done a good job with also. Yeah, and like listen, like and the one thing, the one thing I give, um, Mike Francesco, Mike Francesco said one thing that I really agree with is that what hurts Major League Baseball in the regular season is what helps it in the postseason because you can suspend the drama. Like you, people think it's bad. The foul pit, the foul ball, the foul ball. Like you know, the close pitch on the yeah. outside part of the plate. Like a long at bat. I mean, I remember. Well, growing up, there was an at-bat that Matt Williams had when the Cubs played the Giants in the um, National League Championship Series that lasted – it must have been 13, it must have been 13, almost 13, 14 pitches. And he finally hit a hit a home run to push the Giants uh, over the Cubs in that uh, in that series, and they, won, they ended up winning that series and going to the World Series. 
And like those are the that's what will be kind of annoying if you were in a in game in game in game twenty five. You know? Yeah, in the middle in of July. 20, it doesn't go over so well in the middle of July yeah. for baseball. Yeah. 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 So we'll see we'll see we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um let's see here. We do have some also oh, Steinbrenner came out and said, Hey, um, we need a new. We need a starting pitcher, and our GM better get one. So, the, so I guess the, I guess the gauntlet has been. He put the gauntlet out right now. So he he kind of put it out there for him. Say, hey, you better go. You better go get a guy. Um, thoughts on um, you know that challenge put to to Brian Cashman. Go ahead, James. No, that's you. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the only problem with that when you know George used to do that and the only problem is that or don't settle just to get a guy you know because not every pitcher out there is going to help them um they might help them but again it depends what your goal is if you're trying to beat the astros or trying to beat the red sox um you know there are certain guys out there who may not may not put you over the top i think if you're going to get rid of um and use prospects prince frazier guys like that justice sheffield guys who are at the top of your list you better bring back a guy who's going to make some who's going to make some noise and actually put you um, get get your staff closer to the Astros or even the um, right now Severino's great, but after that, I mean, they've really been somewhat inconsistent, inconsistent and, and with Tanaka hurt and other things. So they definitely need a starter. It's, it's you know they're not desperate though; they have the best record in baseball. So the idea that it. it's an yeah. immediate thing. But they they are going to have to get it done before the before the you know every day we get closer to the deadline. So, um, you know, I you also don't want a team like the Red Sox or um, or the Mariners or somebody to jump in and take a guy that you could have gotten if you're not you know if you're not paying attention. So, um, that's my only concern is making sure they come away with the right guy, not just a guy. Let me just see where the Yankees stand up with um as far as. Pitching goes where the pitching stats are. I believe they're second in baseball at ERA. I just wanted to double check on that. Cause me personally, I would I would probably just ride. I'd ride it. I would go out. I was I wouldn't make a move, and I would I wouldn't make a move. I would just keep this team intact to see if they can win it. Um, cause if they cause if they can and win what it, if they, what if they I, lose in the same spot they're in though? Isn't there going to be huge criticism for Cashman if they say they do nothing and they lose in the seventh game again? So right now the Astros have the number one ERA in Major League Baseball. The Cubs are second, even though they've lost. The Cubs have been struggling. They lost six games in a row. So see what happens there. And Milwaukee's still in first place. Um, the Yankees are third. The Yankees are third. So the Yankees are third in, in team ERA there. So uh, maybe it's an overreaction there. Um, you know, I would love to talk about how the Yankees are overrated. I kind of had that on the rundown, but. They they did they, demolishing one of the best teams in baseball in the Phillies, so I can't I gotta save that for another day. Um, but, but <laughs> I saw that on the that, list and I was wondering yeah, where we were going with that. But you yeah, can say they're overrated was, if they lose in the playoffs early. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, but, yeah, that, yeah, that was kind of that was kind of in, in, in the in the ballpark where it, well you know they lost one more game, they lost one of the games to the Phillies. I could have said hey lost three out of four, but now yeah. I can't I I I, I can't do that. Um, James. Um, talking about Steinbrenner's um, challenge to Cashman, basically saying he better get a starting pitcher uh, b- before the trade deadline. 
Yeah, he's, he sounds like his dad. Um, <laughs> you know, put it, putting a little pressure on him. Uh, you know, is it public relations more than anything? Yeah, I, I think it is. Um, you know, I was thinking about some pictures for them to to look at to, to make a quick trade that's not going to impact um, any of your top prospects. Um, I guess Bartolo Colon is someone they could look at. Um, I don't think the big deals are going to really come down to the end of the trading deadline. I, I'd be surprised to see a, a frontline starter move right now, especially when you look at the standings with the amount of teams that are still close to a, to a playoff berth. So um, I think a lot of it is just like talking to the media or even just, just patronizing the media. Like, yeah, we're going to make a trade and, and a catch rest to go make one. Um, you know, I don't think it's the, the Steinbrenner blood in him uh, that that's coming out about, yeah, you have to make a trade. We have to do this. Let's go get um, Britt Burns um, and, you know, throw away our season and our minor leagues. I, I think Cashman, and I think, you know, even even Hal's a lot smarter than that. So I think a lot of it was just to pacify the media. Like, yeah, we're going to work on it. We're going to get a picture. I don't think there's an ultimatum there. Um, I think the less that Hal has to do with day-to-day operations that don't involve finances is where he's happy at. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at I look at them every day, and I say everybody keeps saying that they need a pitcher, need a pitcher, need a pitcher. You look at their record against really good teams; they do a great job. They they, they, they do a great job against everybody not named Tampa Bay Rays. So they they've been able to um, hand handle um, pretty much everybody in the league. So and they have the third best team ERA. Their bullpen is great, uh, phenomenal. Um, Dylan Batanzas has found himself again. So. I, I I just to me I wouldn't even make a move. I'm like you know what I'm not you know what Sheffield is going to pitch for us, and they'll probably pitch for you next year. You know I think the 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 decision I want to see them next, make next year is to just what's going to happen with Gardner, and do you just and then you say hey you know what Frazier you're finally deserving of having that number one spot, um and being and being our center fielder of the future. Um James usually has some good nuggets about Major League Baseball. This is where we're going to go around the league. Um, anything that kind of piqued your interest or you know, something caught your eye um, over the last week? Um, I think the, the whole Sandy Alderson thing is, you know, it's kind of, you know, it's odd how it came down, um, you know, to be, to be stepping with it for the team. And, you know, I, I hope he gets better, you know, um, him and, and his family, you know, do come first and, and everything. But it, it just – it's just weird. I was stuck in traffic coming home from work today, and I, I listened to the press conference, and it seems like it seems like the Mets fired him without firing him, um, almost like using it as a write-off, you know, covered by insurance to pay out his salary. I know his contract was supposed to expire at the end of this year, or there, there may have been an option for next year. Um, you know, it's one of the funny things too. I saw some Mets fans fire the um, set up the. The, the website for fire their manager. And I don't think Mets fans have realized yet that the Mets can't afford to pay someone for not working. So, you know, they're going to be stuck with Mickey for a while. Um, Mets managers tend to leave at the end of their contract ever since the Madoff thing went down and, and very rarely get fired with any time left on their contract. So um, you guys are stuck with Mickey for a while uh, on that one. So, uh, but I think they deserve to give him a chance anyway. But the, the Alderson thing really just, it just seemed odd today, um, how how it came out. Um, that, that you know, but it's the Mets. 
you know, and they just don't seem to handle press conferences right and announcements right. Exactly. They don't even. I mean, even their, even their SNY is a mess compared to to, to the Yes Network. It's kind of crazy. Um, so Omar Manaya is a guy who is a good drafter of talent. He was the one in the organization telling everybody that Daniel Murphy is a damn good hitter. Don't he's going to win the batting title one year. Leave him alone. Uh, he's a guy who went and drafted a bunch of different guys, um, and he's a good evaluator of talent. Could Sandy step away and then have the Mets kind of bring in um, Omar Manaya to come back? I mean, that could be something that could be a possibility, and just you know, kind of have Sandy just kind of walk away into the sunset here and take his. Um, well, that was that was the oddest thing of the whole press conference was where. They were talking about, um, and I guess the best way to describe it is a three-headed general manager. Like they're they're not going to name a replacement. Like the three guys between um, between Manaya, um, Ricciardi, and I'm not sure who the other the other guy was. You know, they've been currently reporting to Sandy and Sandy reporting to the Wilpons. And and the way they presented today was like, yeah, we're just you know they're just going to come directly to me now. Um, so yeah, yeah, so if I'm a Mets fan, I'm I, I'm really concerned about having a, a three even the eighties Yankees didn't have a three headed general manager, you know? Um, so, you know, this, this best organization is just like this. I think this is the point now where someone from the commissioner's office needs to step in and just talk to the will pause about, Hey, we like you guys. You guys have done a lot for baseball, but it's time. It's, you know, it's time to, it's time to move on. Mike, uh, when you make a, listen, you own a team. I understand. It it just it is what it is, but when you make a move like the, they did, to invest such a tremendous stake of your team in a Bernie Madoff situation where they're you know like is that should that have been enough for the commissioner to say listen guys like you guys really don't need to own his team anymore. Again, you have to be careful. I think. I think you have to be a little bit careful. I think if you're a Mets fan, you would have wanted him to tra- to, to sell the team at that point. But um, it's weird going in, if you're a Mets fan, going in and saying, uh, we don't have the money to spend because of this thing that our owner was involved in. I mean, that's a weird uh, a weird scenario for your team to be in. Um, and the whole, the, the Mets just have the, the, such a negative feel to them and how they're run. I mean, it's it's a year-in, year-out thing. I don't know if the commissioner coming in, you know, I don't know as far as, uh, as far as, you know, what legal authority um, a commissioner has to come in and enforce a sale like that or make somebody sell in, in that kind of a situation. So I, I'm not one really to uh, do. I think it would have been better for the mess. I do. I think it would have been better for the league, but I don't know if that's something that from a legal standpoint, uh, a commissioner can come in and enforce. Um, I do know they're a terrible run organization. They've been a terrible run organization and they really don't seem to have any kind of a plan moving forward, especially at these pitchers. They've been letting it all ride on these young pitchers and they just keep falling off and, and they have nothing in the minors. They have no, uh, no really young, really good young players coming up or anything. So that, I don't care if they, if they sell, you know, they, they sell off and they, sell the best pitchers they have. I don't care if the Yankees get them, but I think you need prospects back and you need to kind of rejuvenate that, that farm system. If I was a Mets fan, I probably want the pitchers traded uh, to get, if they could get top prospects back just to give some life to the future of the organization. 
Yeah, I mean, I think when I look at, I, I, I'm keeping Degrom. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let go of Degrom. I think he's the guy who you want to build your team around. He's a leader, especially in that in that bullpen when 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 he's working with other pitchers and talking to other pitchers. I think uh, a guy like Syndergaard. I mean, if you can get something for him, you gotta think about it. You gotta, you gotta really think about it you because do. it's not. You got it. You can't just keep going on, and you know they went. The funny thing about it is the Mets went when the when the rest of the league is going bullpen and talented position players, they chose to go starting pitching. Like you know what I'm saying? Like and the so rest of the league, you can't is, really blame them with, with that talent. It, it would be hard if you're them not to do the same we, thing because they had so many pitchers come up at the same time. It'd and James, tough, like, it'd be a tough decision. Yeah, and and James, what do you? I mean, what is how could somebody not be able to work with Steven Matz? I mean, he's one of the most talented pitchers in the game, and he's been he's been a mess with the Mets. Like, what's going on with yeah, Steven Matz? I, I mean, oh my I, God, he's so I, talented. I, I think I think it's top, it starts at the top. I, I think it starts at the top of the Mets. I mean, look at their training staff. The type of injuries, you know, players go on the disabled list, and and they're like. They're like Ozzy Smith in that episode of The Simpsons where they just fall in this hole and disappear. Um, it, it's it's really odd what's been going on with this organization for so long. Um, and now now think about this: we're going into you know thirty thirty three days until the, the trading deadline, and now you don't have a general manager, right? And and you're you're I'm going to call the Mets. I, I don't know I don't know who I'm going to talk to. Right? I, I, am I talking to JP today? Am I talking to Manaya tomorrow? Um, is Manaya the talent evaluator and, and Richardi's in charge of the trades? Um, you know, it's like this is this is just a, an amazing story. Like how this broke today, and and with everything in front of the Mets organization, and like why that you know I I thought you know I've I've been following the Indians the last couple of years. I, I just thought they were an exciting you know Major League Baseball team. And with that pitching staff, I, I just thought Callaway was the right choice as a manager. Um, you know, and he, he's looking more and more like he's over his head. But, again, you can only work with what you're given. And, you know, what is going on where they're just not grooming these pitchers? You know, why is, why are they in the minor leagues doing so good in the minor leagues? And then just there's something going on at the major league level at which players are getting injured or they're, or they're not they're not going through their training right. They're they're just missing something that are just leading to these injuries. It just it, it doesn't seem to end with the Mets. Like, you and you are the worst. Yeah, you, you're one of the worst hitting teams in baseball. You have a young player, and I met Rosario. He's actually hitting the ball at a 300 clip in his last 30 at bats, and you sit him for a not not an injury. Not an injury, but a meant some mental day, to, so we can learn how to do something. I mean, I, I, yeah, you, you can't make it up. And then it, it doesn't help, um, guys, when your best player says, "Oh, I couldn't help that team anyway today." Like, what's up with Cespedes? He said, "Oh, he said, oh, I, I can't, I can't help this team anyway." How bad is that? Yeah, it, it really is. You know, um, I, I guess you know some thirty-five years ago. Wayne Gretzky called the New Jersey Devils uh, a Mickey Mouse organization. And, and I think the Mets have inherited that title from the 1982 New Jersey Devils. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty crazy. Um, you mentioned 
You mentioned that, uh, the Cleveland Indians team that you like to watch. Um, they're they're enjoyable. They're enjoyable to watch as well. I, I kind of I kind of find them enjoyable to watch myself. With the Indians here, they're just going to be like it's almost anticlimactic. It's almost like the AFC East in football. Like it's just like the most boringest division to watch because you know what you know what's going to happen here. Um, what do you feel like they need to be able to compete? With kind of the big three, because I, I think right now, record-wise, they are behind Seattle, uh, Houston, um, almost the big four, but, um, Houston, um, Boston, Seattle, and New York. Um, what could, could could Cleveland be a team that looks for Machado, a team that team that can uh, maybe jump in and get get a guy like uh, a Noah Syndergaard? Thoughts on the Indians? Yeah, I, I was shocked that they didn't bring back Jay Bruce. I thought Jay Bruce was just such a perfect fit for that team, and I thought he had a lot of fun playing baseball in Cleveland last year. Um, he is a different player on a contending team than he is on a team that just had on a lifeless team. Um, I, I was, I thought Jay Bruce was just perfect for that team. I, I, I thought he was coming back. Um, you know that that, that just, it surprised me. It even surprised me he went back to the Mets when Cleveland just said they were weren't going to bring him back. Yeah, but I, I think um, I think Cleveland. I don't think they'll get the Machado sweepstakes. They're they're one of those teams that yeah they're they have a lot of revenue coming in. They they you know they they have good attendance, um, but they don't want to get too high with the payroll. So they have that nice balance. You know they they have talked in the past about you know, letting Kipnis go um, based on his salary and everything, but ended up sticking with them. Um, they've let players walk away because of the high salary. Um, so I, I think they depend on their minor leagues. I think, you know, now that the Mets don't have a, a general manager, like maybe you could steal guard from the Mets, but they, they definitely, you know, they're going to win their division. The division is going to fall to them. So it's just a matter of, of where they rank in the playoffs. They don't have to worry about that one game playoff. So they may not have to go overboard on, on getting that extra starter and pitcher that they need. But, um, you know, I had them going back to the World Series last year. I, I was shocked when they got eliminated by the Yankees. Um, but, yeah, they're, I don't see them getting deep in Machado. Um, but Mike, Mike, yeah, thoughts on the Indians? Um, you know, I, I actually think they're a pretty scary team to play. I mean, they they uh, they've got good starting pitching. They've got two pretty good horses at the at the top, and Kluber and Bauer. I think they've they hit a lot of home runs. I mean, um, I was looking at their stats the other day. They have I think 100 maybe 105, 110 home runs, something like that. Um, they have a lot of power. They have uh, a closer. They have uh, legitimate. Uh, I think maybe if they make sure they stay healthy, I mean, um, making sure their bullpen stays healthy, maybe adding an arm or two is probably a, a direction they might go with good offensive players. They have good experience in the playoffs. They have good starting pitching. I mean, there's a lot there to like. Um, I think not having to worry about that, that extra game is a big deal as well. They can kind of set up their staff. They're not going to have any pressure on them probably coming down the stretch. So they'll be able to set everything up how they want to. Um, you know, again, adding arms. If they wanted, I don't, I don't think they're going to get in the sweepstakes with Machado either. Um, just doesn't seem like something they would do. But I don't know if they need to. You know, they 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 were a very good team last year. Like James said, I was surprised. They had that long winning streak last year. They had a lot of pressure on them to 
seed last year. There was a lot of expectations for this year. They're going to be quiet. They're going to just kind of, um, you know, they're going to they're not going to sneak in, but they're not going to be, you know, the Yankees and Red Sox and um, and Astros are going to be, and even the Mariners, like you mentioned, are going to be the teams who get a little bit more of the spotlight. The Indians are going to kind of stroll in, and and they're, you know, they're they're going to have at least as much experience in the playoffs as anybody. Coming right, we'll see what happens. Yeah, that should be interesting race down the down the stretch. I mean, we're getting to, um, almost an All Star break. I'm um, going to talk about the All Star game really quickly, and then I'm going to go some miscellaneous stuff, which is always fun at the end of the show. We'll be right back. Thought the Lakers had a big game, James. Wait till you hear our guy, James Amato, on the Put On Waivers podcast. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad Music again? The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's Intro to Classic Rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically. Cancel anytime. Woke up this morning. Yeah. You got yourself a gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got yourself a Yo, gun. Yo, I'm living in this time behind enemy lines, so I got mine. Call on sports. Oh, sorry about that. Put on waivers podcast is the show. And it was part of the the POW podcast network. Us, Raiders Today. And we've got some other podcasts on there too as well. But right now, thank you guys for listening. We do, you guys are doing a great job responding to the show. Feedback. Um, rate, subscribe, review on iTunes. And I know I've been kind of slow with getting it on Android and everything else, but let me get settled. I am trying to move cross country. It wishes something else. You never you never truly realize and I know Mike you had a big move um you know yep. in your life. You never realize how much just absolute stuff you accumulate until you just have to get rid of it. It's just like what the heck did I what why why do I have all this stuff? It's unbelievable how much stuff I have in the, in, the, in this in this in this apartment. But now I'm getting rid of it and gonna move to probably one of the most um, dull sports towns ever. But we'll see what we'll, we'll to make it happen. We'll make it happen out there in California. We'll make it happen out in California. The, the one section of California that it's the Padres and nobody else. So we'll see what we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens out there. Um, All Star Game coming up soon. The voting, I don't care about the voting part of it. The, the, let the fans vote. The fans should pick the All-Star game. I don't care. And then if there's a couple guys who miss it, then you have the um, the managers from those teams pick it. Um, James, you, you can go first, and I'll have Mike come right in, right in after. What would you like to see different about the All-Star game? Uh, the players caring. Honestly, I, I I think that's what it comes down to. Um, they, they don't they don't care about the All Star Game the way they did in the past. And the All Star Game, you know, I grew up watching. Um, if you ever get a chance, you know, look at some of the old, and you can pull them up on YouTube. Um, Major League Baseball has some of like the old 
all-star game highlights from like the 70s and 80s. And they would have pep talks from retired players. Like, so the National League, the American League, uh, Ted Williams would come in and just like, we got to beat these guys. We got to prove we're the better league. Early, you know, and, and the players were, were fired up and, and they were excited for winning. And, you know, you, you look at the Fred Lynn Grand Slam in, in the 83 All-Star Game and how pumped the American League was. They were coming off like a seven-game losing streak to the National League. And um, it, it was just such a difference between both leagues. Um, yeah. And, and I, I think we lost that. Like, like I, I actually pinned down the point that the All-Star Game stopped mattering was the day um, – John Crook started joking around in the batter's box against uh, against Randy Johnson, you know, and then um, Larry Walker got up and put his helmet on backwards. And I was like, you know what? This, that's the moment right there where the Major League Baseball All-Star game changed, um, where the players just didn't treat it the way um, it had been when I was growing up. Uh-huh. Mike- the hardest part was the whole the hardest part of the whole thing is that, I mean, all the major sports, the all-star games have become a farce. I mean, it's it's, it's difficult because you have these guys with all with, with all these, you know, the, the contracts are huge money now. I think the money aspect of this has been a problem too, uh, where now if, if a player was to, even if, say, your favorite player gets hurt in the all-star game, I mean, uh, you, you're livid. At this point, if your if your favorite player gets hurt in the All Star game and your team suffers once they come off the break, so and, and teams are looking at that. And you can't tell me that uh, a player who's making twenty, thirty million dollars that the owner of that team really is going to be excited if that player gets injured and and, and misses six weeks. Um, that's a big deal now with the players making so much money. I don't know if it, I don't know if there's a way back other than I think the game is gone. I think the players aren't going to care. It's going to be fun, but it's not going to get any more serious than it is. There's a way to figure out maybe some type of different kind of a skills competition. Maybe they could try. Uh, you know, if you've ever watched the Major League Baseball batting practice, you'd see how skilled the players are in spraying the, spraying the field. Wherever they want to put a ball, they can put the ball. Maybe taking the best contact hitters, the best highest averages, and and kind of have a competition of where they can spray the ball around the field or bunting. Or I don't know. It, it might be boring to, the, to the, the average fan, but something different about the game. People love the, all, love the home run contest generally. Um, maybe adding in some different kinds of skills that, that people would be, um, would be excited about. Because the game, is, it, to me, is, is going to be what it is. Yeah, I mean, you could do um, – I mean, I think the last time I remember – Last moment that I thought was pretty cool. I think Rick Russell, Rick Russell was starting uh, All Star Game for the Giants, and then I think it was a back, it was back to back home runs by Bo Jackson Bob. and Wade Boggs. Yeah. Was that 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 was actually pretty, that was actually pretty, one of the coolest moments I remember in that game. I, I think to me the, the the game where it drove me crazy was um, when when they had to tie. I thought that was like yeah. that was like you know, you just I mean you have to do something where the game doesn't tie. Like if you're if you're a pitcher on the mound, if you got a groove one, groove one. Like you, you cannot. That's not an, end that game in a tie. The whole thing about the All Star game. I mean, a game meaning something in the seventh game in the World Series. We've had so many road teams win Game Sevens in the World Series. It's, it's a crapshoot anyway. So that's so so that's the issue. Um, I don't think it's I don't think it's as bad as 
as as James says, as far as players caring, I think that when I think once they get there, I don't think it does matter. I don't think it's I don't think you have to yet rah rah like hey. You're gonna have um, Hank Aaron come talk to the National League and just say, "Hey, like you know, boom, we we gotta do it for um, for the for the senior circuit." I, I, I think once the game starts, it's it, it's a it's a pretty cool thing. I just feel like, you know, it's I don't know how to add excitement to it, and I I think what they what they should do is is see. I don't, I don't know if um if if hockey if hockey's um All Star Weekend is a weekend. I think part of it is just it's not a weekend. It's during the week. Like, why is it not a weekend? Like, <laughs> like that's I think, a good I think point. All, that's I, a good point. Yeah. I I I feel like you know NBA a, a NBA weekend is just like Friday night is the rookies and and all that stuff like that. I mean, like I I love watching the I love watching the rookie rookie the rookie game and stuff like that. I feel like you know, why is it during the why is it on a Tuesday night? Um, because why is it? Because. Because you're asking 30 owners to give up weekend revenue, so true. <laughs> you're not gonna get. That I mean, game. but I mean, like, you know, I mean, it's, it, I mean, like, it, it's, it's it's stupid. It's not like basketball teams or hockey teams play every single day of the week. They play, you know, sometimes two games a week, sometimes three games a week. So there's there's a good chance that a team may not be playing that base, baseball, playing their sport that weekend. But when it comes to baseball, you're asking 30 teams to give up weekend revenue. And when you think about it, if you were to go through every Major League Baseball franchise right now and look at their attendance, I would guarantee every team has their highest attendance on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So, yeah, you know, I mean, it's money, it's, money it's, rules. Make the, I mean, make the, I mean, you know what? Take some games off of, um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I understand that, but I think it's, I think about, it's still about, stupid. It's still stupid. It's still stupid. How about this? Huh. I, have, I mean, this this year, even even going into this year, the home run contest last year with with Stanton and Judge, they did a good job marketing that. That doesn't happen every year, you know. You still had your Todd Frazier's winning it before and things like that. I, what you want is you want Mike Trout in it, you want Bryce Harper in it, you want Judge in it, you want Stanton in it, you want. Uh, it is the perfect time to market your best ten or fifteen players, so the world knows who they are. Um, that would be my focus probably in regard to changes. Just, and it goes along with what you said the whole time, Dwayne. Just as, that is the perfect time to market the best players you have and market them as much as possible and, 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 and try to see if you can gain, you know, gain something from that. Stop worrying about the speed of the game. Stop worrying about all the time. And, like, you know, here's my yeah. thing. Like, 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 if you have something like that you want to change about your sport – why does that have to be talked about publicly? Like you do that, like 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 when like do you do that? You do that behind closed doors, okay? Like you you figure that out then. Like you don't do it and like oh you know what? Hey, baseball's baseball's slow. Okay, so even even baseball says it's slow. So why am I gonna watch baseball? I mean like it, it just it just it just seems pretty stupid. I went to a minor league um, game last night. Hartford Yard Goats. They are the I think they're, they're the the double A affiliate for the Colorado Rockies. And that place was packed. It was packed. So was so when and, and and many of the major many of the major league um minor league um systems have really good attendance, which goes to the bottom line of a revenue as well. So like to me, it's just like it makes it just make it make it makes it makes it just makes no sense to like you know to to, to keep to keep doing certain things the same way. Um, 
they can they can they can change the way they do it. They they can do it in this sport, and I I think it be they can be wildly successful. I know giving up one weekend, oh my God, giving up one weekend, but I mean that one weekend is something that's going to help the game immensely. Uh, a Friday night, a, a Saturday night All Star game is a dream for the average person who works a nine to five. It's hard to watch that game on a Tuesday night. It just it just is, and it's it's ridiculous. I I want the owners to give up give up give up Monday, give up Monday. Let Monday be the natural off day, travel day, or a gay, a day where you give where you make up um, rainouts. I mean, some of these teams you're like searching for for days where you can find certain situations to have to have to have um, teams play. Why would you do that when you have a natural day? Monday night is almost impossible. It's almost impossible to get fannies in the seats unless the Yankees are coming to town or something like that. It's it's hard. So why wouldn't you do that? It makes no sense. Um, isn't, it, isn't it part of the problem, though, Dwayne? Isn't part of the problem come down to it that they that we think there's a bigger problem than they do? They probably don't think there's a big problem with the way baseball's running right now. Because they were they were the first to really, and I I know I know James had thoughts about it too. Like they were the first, to, like the MLB app is amazing. And they are making digital cash like you wouldn't believe off of it. Uh, it's not that expensive to get it. If you live out of town, like if you wanted it for the Washington Yankees, you could get it. And it's not that, it, it, even though you live in the South, and, it, and it's really not that expensive, but they make a lot of money off of it. And, they, and everybody wants subscription-based stuff now. They want You want right. to watch HBO? You want HBO? $12 a month. You want to watch Netflix? $9 a month. Like they want all that stuff. So I do, but I do, I do think that like, you know, as far as the, as far as them really promoting it and be smart about it, I mean, they could, they, they could make it, they can make it, especially in this era where mothers do not want their kids to put a pads and a helmet on. They do not want their their sons playing, playing football. That's I've true. had, I I have mother after mother to mother saying, "Hell no, my son's not playing football." Perfect time to kind of jump in and 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 steal their steal their thunder. James, I don't know how James, James James I don't know how you thought think about that as far as you feel about that, but yeah, I think it, this is the time for baseball to to pounce on anything. Um, you know, take advantage of it. I I'm actually someone who prefer the Tuesday night all-star games. I just don't think there's much going on during the week. Um, and it gives you reasons to watch a baseball game during the week. So I have no problem with the Tuesday night baseball. Again, if you're going to blame anything about the, the games lasting long, especially the all-star games, it's just overselling, you know, overselling the advertising, um, you know, having to get 32 players into the game, which managers aren't used to doing, um, you know, it's little things like that, that, that makes that game last much longer than it should last. But yeah, major league baseball needs to jump on top of it and start marketing their players better. Um, you know, and, and I don't know where that come out of, um, you know, other aspect, maybe they just need to bring some, younger people into the, you know, major league baseball offices and who can work on this type of marketing um, and, and get the players out there. It's just such great players not being marketed um, and, and we're missing out on a lot. Yeah. So, I mean, the funny thing about it is like, you know, a guy who um, is smart about his business, which is Bill Simmons. If you, in his offices, like when, when whenever you hear the other podcasts on his network that are not his, they're all by, 
20-year-olds, 23-year-olds, 24-year-olds. Not that other, other people of other ages can't do it, but, like, he makes sure that he does have um, podcasts by people who are his age as well, but he's smart enough to say, hey, you know what, we better make sure we have young voices in this room, otherwise it's going to get it's gonna get stale. And, and people well, are going to listen. We, we talked about it when we talked about the defiant ones, you know, the, the Jimmy Iovine. And, and you just look at what he did with Beats, right? And he, you know, and they talk about where he just walked around with Beats, headphones, every single day, and he just gave them to someone like, let me take a picture of you wearing Beats. Let me take a picture of you wearing Beats. Um, he marketed the heck out of Beats. And, and that's where it came out from. And that's why they're so big. And that's why Apple ended up buying them out. Uh, but Jimmy Iovine doing everything possible market headphones there's millions of headphones on the market they've always <laughs> exactly right exactly. but like what he did like he just them and and they they were pretty much you know you hear about it like he had the same pair around his neck and he would just take them off put them on someone's head and take a picture of that please media just got out there people wearing beats no idea what they were um so it, it, it's amazing that you know just follow the, the Jimmy Iovine strategy of marketing and, and get these players out there and figure out a way to see them more often. They will they will definitely do it if it means more likes or more or more views on their Instagrams and all their other stuff as well. So we'll see what happens. Um, miscellaneous time now because this is where we talk about pretty much anything going on in the in the world of just being human beings on this great planet we call Earth. Uh, Mike, anything you want to add to miscellaneous? You want to start us off with anything in particular that kind of caught your eye this week? Miscellaneous. Jeez. Miscellaneous. Miscellaneous. Anything going on? There's a lot going, going on, but well, let's see. Um, go Start with James first, because I'm not sure. James, what you got? <laughs> What I got, um, July's right around the corner. The big thing in July for me is I find out where I'm sitting uh, in Fenway Park to see Pearl Jam in September. So I've been I've been waiting <laughs> six months to get this information. Um, I got the tickets to the fan club. Um, I got my – it was announced that I won the raffle, the drawing for tickets uh, within the first 15 minutes after the release, which was hopefully like I'm in the first five rows at, at Fenway Park. So I'm excited about that. Um don't want to see Jurassic Park or Jurassic World Part 2. I'm like, that's come on HBO. Looking forward to Ant-Man and Wasp. That's a really good Twitter hype right now from people who have seen early screenings of it. So, you know, I'm a big Marvel leave, fan. Uh, leave. Leave. James. James, leave the yeah. dinosaurs alone. No more <laughs> Jurassic World. Leave them. They're not bothering no. anybody. No, I, I like I like the movies. I just won't go see them in the theater. I'll just wait for them to come on HBO or or, or stream them elsewhere. Um, and I and I've liked all the Jurassic Park movies. So don't don't get you know this isn't the Cosby Show. Um, I've liked all the Jurassic Park movies. I just won't go see them in the theater. Um, so you know uh, on that one, I'm just you know I go to the theaters right now for uh, really good comedies and any Marvel movie. Like I'm in the theater for those. So. Definitely looking forward to that. Um, I've mentioned it before, 4th of July is my favorite holiday. You don't have to buy gifts for anyone. There's no sales anywhere. Um, just go out, have a great day, get some sun, cook up some food, and uh, look at the fireworks. Yeah, it'll be my first um, 4th of July 
on the um on the west coast. So that should be very that should be very exciting. That should be very fun to to get to, to get there and have some be on the beach and fireworks. Um, you know, it'll be nine o'clock there and midnight on the east coast. You guys be sleeping, but hey, you know that's the way. I can't wait. I can't wait for ten o'clock football. I cannot wait for Sunday. I, I you know I stretch. I got you know eggs, bacon. You know what I'm saying. You know if, you know, if I feel like some Jamaican food, some ackee and sawfish. And then I will come and sit in front of my TV and watch football at 10 a.m. You just can't beat that. Can't beat. Yeah, that. no, you're we're going to bed done, after, after midnight. Early. You're actually done earlier too. Yeah, just like James said. I mean, that that last game. I mean, you're done. You're done at. You're done early. At eight o'clock. At eight o'clock. All the, all the, the, the Sunday night game is so late. Uh, no, it's not for me because it's eight o'clock, and I'm going to put a Netflix you, movie you, on. You will finally know the meaning of 60 minutes starting on time on the West Coast. <laughs> that is very true. Yeah, that, is, that is so true. They always say that, too. They always say that. I love their football season because 60 minutes always will have football players on. Like, 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 they're smart enough to say, hey, you know what? CBS has a doubleheader. So uh, we better interview, like, Brady or somebody. Like, like this is to, keep, to keep the audience. They're, they always the do a good thing, job though, for you. If, what about Monday Night Football? I mean, because if you're in a, in a, uh, say you're working, you're gonna miss. You, you could possibly miss a lot of that game. That that could be irritating. That could be a little irritating, but it depends on who's playing. Because the Monday Night games have been horrible, to say the least. <laughs> yeah. So it, it, all, it all 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 depends. It all depends on who's playing. No, it's, it's kind of it'd be kind of so, weird though. Like when the, the Giants, I mean, the Giants play on the Giants play on the East Coast. It'll be. At what at twelve at twelve o'clock game will be nine a.m. So it's gonna be interesting to see how that happens. So, so I I think that's a topic as we get closer to football season as why Monday Night Football is not Monday Night Football what it once was. I, I think that's a it's not because, TV anymore because because Dick Eversall is very smart and said hey we want back in but we don't want to back we don't want well, we don't want games on we don't want Sunday we don't want games on Sunday afternoon we want the best game of the week on Sunday night. And that's why, and, and it's still even with all the issues with major with, with the National Football League, you got players, you know, you know, locking girls in the bathroom. You got players allegedly, uh, uh, allegedly having dead bodies on their property. Allegedly, um, it still is the number one show of the week on network television every week, every single week. Every single week. So, so and, 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 and that dic- go ahead. I was gonna I was gonna mention something disturbing today. So, you know, I don't know if we're were we able to mention the worldwide leader in, in our in, in our podcast. I guess we probably are. But I'm 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 you know I'm I'm, uh, I'm on the internet and I am looking at my latest sports news. I'm interested to find out. And I go to the worldwide leader and I see a big naked picture of Greg Norman. And I'm saying to myself, not what I really was up for. Didn't really feel like seeing that when I when I pulled it up. But uh, that was disturbing. But I guess you could that be in that it. issue. Doesn't matter. Does it? They don't discriminate age, anything. You could be in it. That wasn't the um, great white shark you want. You were expecting to see anymore. No, right? no, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I, well, what is up with the like? Like seriously, like okay, 
the the swim the swim the swim sports the swimsuit issue wasn't enough, right? So they said, you know, so somebody at ESPN said, you know what? Let's just have him get naked. That'll be that'll be cool. We'll be still cutting edge if they, if, 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 they, if they get naked. James, um, I'm know. sure you don't have. I'm sure you don't have a copy I'm of the proud. body issue, right? I have actually never bought an issue of ESPN the magazine. Um, so that, that's one of my proud accomplishments. I, I'm usually reading ESPN the magazine in a doctor's office. Um, yeah, I, I've never actually spent any money on an issue of ESPN the magazine. So um, but I, I know what you're talking about with the body issue. That was supposed to be their answer to the, the swimsuit issue, but only featuring all athletes' bodies. Um, I've seen some of the pictures. Um, I think they had Vince Wilfork do it a few years ago, and I think that's the last one I, I saw. Um, so yeah, so I'm I'm good with that issue. I saw Cecil Fielder, <laughs> like you, like you uh, wouldn't maybe, believe. Yes. But uh, maybe, yes. maybe uh, no, 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 not, not Cecil. Prince, Prince, Prince Fielder. Prince, 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 that's, Prince, Prince Fielder. Fielder. that's Cecil. That's yeah. Cecil. Um, pre-internet, pre-internet. I don't know how you guys did this, but pre-internet. How dope was Sporting News? I love the Sporting News. The Sporting yeah, News was, was awesome. Great. That was awesome. Sporting, sporting News was great. And, um, and internet. you know, I, I said, yeah, and, and Sports Illustrated was, you know, that that was a magazine back then, pre-internet. I subscribed to, I, I have plenty of free Sports Illustrated merchandise stored somewhere in a box um, from subscribing to the magazine. You know, it was just, it, it you know, it was every Thursday you got home. There was Sports Illustrated was in the mailbox. It, it was a reason to come home directly from school. So you know, and Sporting News was great. Um, yeah. Just another great magazine. That's crazy. So we are about to hit the trails. Uh, when you speak to me next time, I guess um, I will be on the left coast, the best coast. Um, James, of course. You enjoy Ant-Man and Wasp. Give us that. Give. I hope it's better than Infinity War, which was horrible. Um, but I do like. I do love Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd and 40, 40 year old Virgin was hilarious. So good. So good. So good. Um, any any particular any particular any shows you're trying to catch, catch up with this week, uh, Mike? Anything on TV that you kind of caught your interest? Um, I probably do, but you know what? I change diapers all day long. It's part of my yeah, it's part of my job. Too. I'm at a little different place than, than maybe you guys are. I am. Uh, I still have two young kids, and so I'm trying to catch up on some sleep. I do watch lots of TV, trust me. But sometimes it. Uh, well, when you do I like it, normal sitcom type shows, and you know I'm still a little bit of a reality show fan. Uh, so we're a little bit on kind of in the off season, so we catch up on some different things. But I generally will watch baseball almost every night. Um, so, I mean, that, that's probably where if I don't stay up on it in the evening when my kids are asleep, I won't get to it. So I try to stick close to, um, and it's not cliche just cause we're a sports podcast. I generally, with the time I have, try to watch as much sports as I can so I can talk about it. The only time, the only time I, um, I watch my shows is when I'm on the elliptical. So I, I watch Luke Cage is back on Netflix. Love Luke Cage. Um, Marvel, Marvel, Luke Cage. Uh, that's really fun to watch as well. So, guys, um, I got a new Apple Watch in the mail, so I gotta open that package, and then I gotta do some packing. <laughs> it's, this place, this house is just a mess. Uh, I'm, I'm negotiating with people 
online to come to come get some stuff. I sold a bunch of furniture, trying to sell some more. So um, I would love to help you. I would love to help you, but oh, I know you I'm would. About four, I'm about would. 14 hours away. If I was there, Dude, I, I would my help. Favorite, my favorite Seinfeld line <laughs> is is you helping somebody move. Oh my God! In a male relationship, that's like going all the way. That was the funniest line ever. Oh God! Thanks, guys. See you next week. Take your career to the next level? With an online master's in communication and leadership studies from Gonzaga University, you'll push boundaries, think critically, and sharpen your communication skills. Visit gonzaga.edu sharpen.